and welcome back to episode three of the Unbalanced Podcast. Unbalanced is a podcast hosted by myself, Keith Kelly, and my good friend, our fearless leader, Kevin Adams. And we interview people from across the running specialty world, owners, buyers, people associated with running and running specialty, and people who love the sport and the activity of running. Last week we had Chris Hartner on. It was really, really good. And he gave us a lot of insights to what's happening with Naperville Running Company during this pandemic of COVID-19 when stores are closed and it's not business as usual. Continuing on the same theme, we brought on a guest from a little bit of a different situation. He is, of course, a running specialty owner, but he happens to be based up in Anchorage, Alaska. And while Anchorage is a long ways away from the lower 48, they are not immune to the problems that the lower 48 is facing. Daniel Greenhall is a great guy. He is the owner of Skinny Raven. He has a great staff. Many of you know his main buyer, John Clark, also part of the fabric of the running community. Daniel joins us and gives us insights as to what's happening in Anchorage and how Alaska is dealing with COVID-19 and how he is dealing with COVID-19 as he runs his business of two stores, the main store being right downtown in the center of Anchorage and the Skinny Mini being slightly outside town. It's got a great little running track there that people run, I don't know how many laps, maybe 14 laps to a mile. I think there's a record. Maybe someone's gone sub five on it. But Dan uh, is very transparent and he's very awesome. He uh, t- tells us a little bit his, about his background, how he came to become the owner of Skinny Raven since 2017, even though he has worked there since 1996. So he's seen the store evolve. It started in 1994. So two years later, he was in and then he became the president and finally became the owner. And he now has a fantastic business but not immune, like I said, to what's happening right now with this pandemic. So Kevin and I had a really nice chat with Dan. I personally have a lot of time for Dan. We were on the Race Across America team together, along with Chris Hartner, and I talk a little bit about how I leaned on both Chris and he to get this uh, pandemic conversation going over Unbalanced, because we did spend a week together in a van wearing sweaty cycling gear and then stopping to shower at random motels across the country. But it's an experience that brought us close together and we had a really, really great time. And the key takeaway is that whilst we all do business in this channel, ultimately the friendships are what endure and we want to see these guys thrive. So hopefully you can take some of these uh, insights that Dan offers and some of the stories Dan tells and what he's dealing with and apply them to your own store your own life right now during pandemic. So without further ado, enjoy a really nice conversation with Dan Greenhall, owner of Skinny Raven in Anchorage, Alaska, here on Unbalanced. And we are here on the Unbalanced podcast number three. And I'm joined by my fearless leader, Kevin Adams, who might be in an Airstream or a basement in North Attleboro right now. Basement today, Keith. Hopefully Airstream next week. Great to be here. It's amazing. It's our third one already. I'm looking at uh, Kevin over uh, like in, a, a face app, and uh, 
He's got a big beer in front of him, and it looks delicious. And it's a homebrew. Kev, can you give us a little bit of an update what's going on with the homebrew? It is. First of all, let's, let's level set expectation here. It is after 5 o'clock on Eastern Standard Time, so it might be different for where you are, and our, our esteemed guest will be joining us. But, yes, this is a first batch of homebrew in many years, named appropriately 90-day IPA for our furloughed friends, and we hope to welcome them back soon. Absolutely. And a great, great glassware, Kev, with the West Mala Trappist glassware. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. I know someone special gave it to me. Absolutely. And we are joined all the way from the Republic of Alaska by Daniel wow. Greenhall. You know, Daniel, Welcome. Daniel. Yeah, every time I, I say your last name, I think of Colin Ingram, our, our, our mutual friend who used to work at New Balance and now works with our friends out at Hoka. And uh, Colin always says, Daniel Greenhall. Unfortunately, uh, he did not get the pronunciation uh, as you do, just naturally. Yes, I I, I do. I am very natural with people's names. Plus, especially if, especially if they have an Irish uh, GH on them. You know, people don't know what to do with it, but I do personally. Abandon. Daniel joins us, like I said, from Anchorage, Alaska, and Daniel's the owner of one of the great institutions in, uh, for running specialty in the United States of America, maybe the world, Skinny Raven, uh, H Street in Alaska, in Anchorage. And you also have a second store, Skinny Mini, which I don't know where that is, but I've been there. And it's, it's also awesome. Daniel owns uh, Skinny Raven, and you bought it, let me, let me get this right, in September 2017. Yes, uh, you know, Kevin could just go back to his frantic emails probably from September <laughs> of that year. Right, I do yes, remember. Yes, yeah. Well, you, you, you've, worked at, you've worked there since probably, since I believe 1995 or 96. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Yep, 95. Yeah, 96. And, 96. Actually, yeah. and then you became the president of, of it. And I, the thing is, for years, and I bet you, you get this a lot, I thought... John Clark, your buyer, the prime minister of purchasing there, was the owner of Skinny Raven. And then... That makes two of us. So I didn't know, after maybe three or four years of knowing JC, that he actually didn't own it. And then... But you didn't own it either. You were the president, and then there was an owner who was not around, or not, not the face of Skinny Raven. You went on a couple of months of trying to figure out what you were going to do. Maybe you were going to leave and start your own thing. But then the opportunity came up to buy Skinny Raven and you bought it and retained the staff and kind of business as usual under a, under a new owner in Daniel Greenhall. Did I get that yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my mind went on a lot of different paths as you, uh, as you very accurately told that story. But yes, that is uh, essentially correct. Well, I, I do remember the first time like meeting you after you... Uh, you owned it was at the running event which is the only time i ever see you and it's the only time kevin ever sees you and the running event is always in austin except the occasional year it's in orlando and i always see you at blenders and bowls um and you're laughing but this is true i walked down to blenders and bowls which is a cafe at the front of a yoga studio called wanderlust i think it's called wanderlust and Every time I go down there, I can be guaranteed that I'll see someone from Skinny Raven, most likely Daniel, sitting in there enjoying like a big bowl, a peanut butter almond acai bowl. It, it might be the most beautiful place on earth, actually. You know, I, I walk in there, Daniel, and sometimes I don't feel like I belong because, you know, I'm a little bit goofy, Irish guy, don't look like the yoga type, 
but you you fit the you fit the mold you know the shaggy hair and the glasses and the the hipster vibe going on so you can you you can pull it off. i don't know if k adams can pull off blenders and bowls i I think you meant to say entitled sorry (laughs) no you're good i definitely couldn't pull it off but daniel cannon it's amazing. I do want to say the day that you bought Skinny Raven, I don't know if you heard the, the collective cheer from the people that know you, love you, and were so excited about what you were going to keep going there, not just with the store that we'll talk about in a minute, but your amazing staff. And to clarify, too, Keith, I just want to say, I was telling my wife, Amanda, I said, hey, I'm excited to do a podcast with the owner of Skinny Raven. She she also thought it was JC. Yeah. I said, nope, no, it's Daniel. So, uh, But no, excited to have you on today, Daniel. Thanks for the time. I think that says uh, a lot about JC's, uh, you know, presence over the years, right? Absolutely, and for, oh, and for big time, and for those of I'd you say putting it on the map, for those of like you who don't know JC, yeah. it's uh, JC's John Clark, and he's been the buyer for Skinny Raven for a, a long time, and a big, big running fan and runner himself, and cross country skier, and man of many adventures, who I now see on the Zwift <laughs> cycling platform. But Daniel, yes. I also see you on the Zwift cycling platform now as well. We are, we are isolating ourselves and we are socially distancing and we are now meeting each other virtually on cycling world so it's great but uh daniel if you don't mind before we get into what's going on right now can you give us a little bit of a background i mean we we did talk about how you came to when you came to buy uh, skinny raven but you've been there a long time if you could give us a little bit of a background on on your journey and the journey of skinny raven yes yeah, so uh skinny raven is so uh, by starting it uh, 1994, I'm not going to take an hour and a half to get to 2020. But uh, but Skinny Raven started in '94, and um, and I had worked really what would probably be called at our as our original run and specialty store here. It was R and R Bicycle. It was like a triathlon store. I'd worked there, um, and uh, and quit and started a bike rental business. So I was uh, and if you've ever worked in a bike rental business or you basically work hard for 20 minutes in the morning and then you sit around for six hours and work hard for 20 minutes in the evening. And I got so bored doing it that I then paid somebody to work it so that I could end up what turned out to be taking a part-time job at Skinny Raven. Um, also lost money on the bike rental business because I got bored and paid somebody else to do it, but that's an aside. Uh, so yeah, so started just as a part-time gig at Skinny Raven, turned into a full-time thing. Uh, the, one of the owners at the time, uh, became heavily distracted with other things in life as we do and moved on. So I took over running the business that was in, oh, 2000, June of 2000. It was the, uh, uh, USA, uh, it was the track and field, um, what is it? The, the, trials, trials. the Olympic trials. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. You had real a real student, real student of running. I am. Well, th- that year you had you had a uh, the female winner of the Olympic trials in the U.S. was wearing a skinny Raven singlet that year, correct? C- correct, actually. Uh, JC coached her. That's right. What was uh, her name? She was Chris Clark. Chris Clark, yeah. Yeah, and uh, she ran. Uh, she she was sponsored by Skinny Raven. So June of two thousand took over, sort of running it as what you would call the president, and then did that really. Uh, sort of happily for you know almost 20 years what is that uh 2000 to 2007 is like 15 16 years and then uh and then things started to shift the economy in alaska was in a really tough spot i had been struggling with just the idea that it wasn't my business and and uh really up against the wall as to 
what we could be doing versus what we were doing. Really, nobody's fault. The people that uh, that owned it at the time and and uh, and still, uh, you know, still own one of the buildings we operate out of. Well, she still does. Her husband passed away last summer. But uh, really, we're wonderful in terms of just like the resource to, you know, for somebody that like just the access to money, <laughs> simply. Uh, also access to knowledge. Uh, so we did that. And then I just sort of got restless in February of uh, 26, 2017 and just figured no better time to say goodbye. Uh, and then stayed working a couple more months to get through June. I left and set out, uh, sit on my couch, staring out my window for about four months, St waiting for the world to present the next opportunity to me. Yeah, staring at moose. <laughs> yes, moose. And yes. bears. And bears. Uh, yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, just really, honestly, I, I think that that four-month period is what prepared me for this one. I uh, really uh, had all of my purpose pulled away from me and just was, uh, I mean, I pulled it away from myself, I guess, but found myself uh, lost right? and spent that, spent that summer starting to, you know, I always joke that I spent, uh, you know, eight weeks, you know, or 12 weeks doing about a week's worth of work just to look like I had momentum, but I was just struggling. And so, and the store was struggling at the time as well. Did you have like that aha moment or did that moment present it to you? Because obviously you were gifted that time to really reflect on where you had gone through your career into life up until that point. Obviously you mentioned the store struggling, but was it something that you then approached the owner or was it kind of mutual in that situation? So uh, I, I think we can speak uh, completely uh, honestly on this podcast. Uh, I would say that uh, as many of us, especially those of us not in the industry assume it's an easy business to run and and so they re when i left they hired another guy to run it who was a very very nice wonderful man but when it's somebody else's heart and soul that built it you uh you know that leaves with them so we had great people that that many of which also left at that time or were asked to leave uh, and, and let's be honest, Alaska was in a tough spot. We were in an oil recession um, or we were in a recession based on sustained low oil prices. So, yes. Uh, sorry, Kev, I kind of lost track of uh, where that question should be. No, you're OK. Just like kind of that moment where it all just kind of gelled, right? Where the business was headed. The coming back or the leaving? Yeah, the coming the coming back. Kind of the coming back that brought you uh, back. Yeah. So what actually happened was they were selling the building that our women's boutique operated in that they had closed in July of that year. And the realtor got the sense that Hal, who owned the business with his wife at the time, was frustrated just by trying to, you know, because they weren't involved in the day-to-day -day ever. And uh, so right. I think there's a lot of transactions that go into the day-to-day -day of a running specialty retail store. So they, they were sort of, yeah, I think they were just sort of at the end and, and either really what it came down to is I got a call that said, hey, can you come liquidate this store for us? Can we talk about liquidation? And they knew that I wanted to buy it. So that was just the start of a, a really special week in my life in terms of uh, the three of us coming together and and uh, deciding, you know, the fate of the business. And everybody had to give a lot in that moment. You know, they on value, you know. And uh, yeah, so it, it was really, uh, it really pissed the realtor off that we all met up and got this dialed in on our own, but it was the only way it was going to happen. So 
I'm I'm one that believes in fate and and some predetermined outcome, but this was how it was meant to be. This is the time that I needed. It's the time that they needed. Everybody needed to let their egos set aside and and we really uh I always I always use it as a I also always use it as an example of uh, for people to never talk shit when they walk away from something. Always, you know, keep your head up, show respect for the people that you were involved with, show respect for the people that are still there. Uh, because of that, because of me not walking away and telling the world how terrible everybody was who wasn't, uh, I had an opportunity to come back, and I would have never had that if I would have burnt those bridges. So you, Amen. Yeah, uh, Keith, I was just going to say, like, on behalf of the vendor community, I know just speaking for New Balance, but really the vendor community, what you kind of kept going and bringing back up to where it is today has been nothing short of inspiring to see. And Keith, I'll hand it back over to you, but it's been interesting times, right, to bring it back and then leading us to present state where we are today. Well, I was going to say, uh, during the 2008 recession that affected a lot of running specialty stores in the in the lower 48, you know, when I went up to Alaska, I couldn't believe everyone used to say, you know, X, Y, and Z down in the States. And I'm like, well, this is the States, but... <laughs> Kind of people seem to approach it as a little bit of a different different country up there, but uh, you guys didn't really get affected by the two thousand and eight recession, right? So when you talk about the tough times in the recession during the the price of oil in twenty seventeen, that I mean the, the market in the lower forty eight was doing really well. So that's why I was really intrigued to to have you guys talk a little bit about what's going on right now with COVID nineteen to see if you were immune in any way to it or if things were a little bit different up there i know oil prices right now are oil's essentially <laughs> essentially free right now free yes. free free today i noticed yes they're paying people to take it away uh so it's crazy that's probably that's going to have a profound effect on on the day to day but if you can give us some sort of indication as to what is happening day to day right now you've been closed for about a month and so what's the state of Skinny Raven during this COVID pandemic? Uh, well, well, we, uh, you know, we're, we consider ourselves to be sort of like, you know, always a business that's leaning in. So, uh, you know, we were, we were right there with e-commerce the week before this started. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a new thing. You'll hear about it shortly. Okay. Oh, we haven't Hasn't heard about it. Up in the lower 48. The lower 48. Yeah, no, start uh-uh. like that in no. Alaska. So, so. Uh, actually, uh, yeah. So where we are now, we are a store that's uh, that was doing zero. You know, I think we had sold maybe five pair of shoes on our fitted platform prior to COVID nineteen, and now it's fifty percent of our current business. And then we are also allowed to have two employees in the store to mail things and answer the phone, et cetera. So those people are answering the phone, and we're doing another. You know, the other half of our current business is just, you know being there to just pick up the phone. Are you doing curbside pickup or, you know, home service or anything like that? We are not allowed to do delivery or curbside. Okay. However, I won't tell you that a few bags haven't just made their way out the front door for, a, you know, somebody to randomly pick it up. The uh, I'm sure the community, and at, at least from when I went up, I went up there and Kev was, was up there with me, my impression is that the, Anchorage community is probably very, very loyal to stores in like independently owned stores, more so than maybe in, in some of the bigger cities down here. Are you feeling like the communities behind Skinny Raven? If I just walk through my neighborhood, I 
Like last night I was walking through my neighborhood and some guy's driving by at full speed and sees it's me and slams on his brakes. And he's, he's like, you know, I've been really worried about you guys, you know? So, so it's, it's, I don't know if that's reassuring or just concerning that they just, maybe I gave nobody a sense of confidence that we could, that we could maintain a minute of closure. Um, so people are very, very great. Uh, honestly, the amount of grace that we've been shown by, by both our customers, our, uh, our bank, our vendors, uh, and our employees has been unparalleled. I could have, the, the amount of, I have never really been emotional about the fact that we just couldn't do business or that I thought we were going to go bankrupt uh, because we're not. Uh, I have been emotional daily about the acts of kindness and love that I have seen from our staff and our community. Yeah, just, I mean, I had employees like emailing me to say, hey, Dan, if you can't pay people to work, like I'll work for free. Like, if you just need people there. Like, and this is not like an outlier. This is the tone. That's incredible. Uh, so, so that's awesome. Yeah. That, it's, it's, yeah. So, so, yeah, that's what gets the tears flowing or, you know. It's inspiring, Daniel. I think about that, like with your staff and even your neighbors. So, talk about your neighbor. Like, so for example, the online sales that you're doing, do you find the community that once was only about coming into your store, coming into Skinny Raven has responded well? to how you've been able to reach out to them digitally in your community? I would say that uh, I'm learning a couple of things. One of which, yes, people absolutely uh, want to buy gift cards. They, they, now if I compare it to the Chris Hartners of the world, I'm probably, you know, I'm, I'm massively behind, right. You know, but, uh, but I have found that our customers have been trying to do, trying in every way possible to be, uh, interacting with us, if it's buying a gift card, if it's buying something online, if it's calling the store. Uh, but we have a short window. You know, this is a short window up here from from basically April right. 1 until you could call it June 30. And then maybe it restarts for cross country and trail. But we have a very narrow window. So this is, you know, being closed during this time, if we stayed closed too long or we couldn't find avenues to to keep some revenue coming in, it, it almost becomes irrelevant. Right. And your business, you're a running specialty shop, but having, having seen the business, you, you transcend just the running specialty business. You, you have a big trail community. Obviously, it's a very outdoor. You have a really strong apparel. Given there's probably eight months of winter and a lot of darkness, you probably oh. have to sell a lot oh. of high-end. You have to sell a lot of high-end uh, winter apparel. So... This period is this is the what you would consider the running period for Anchorage, like where people are going out and buying shorts and tech long sleeve tech tops and running shoes and going out road running. Yeah, so we're just we are just like the pavement on the pass is just starting to come through. They plowed them last week, so we're starting to see people not have to run in studded shoes, etc. Like your picture of the mountain bike yesterday made me just like absolutely. Uh, boil with envy I was, you know yes. sitting here looking at at our trails still being june one is when we usually open there uh the few outliers may be there may, may 15th but yeah so we're still when you said eight months of winter this was a tough winter and then to add uh stay-at-home orders to the end of it was just oof. tough and and what dan is referencing is i i went on my first mountain bike of the park city uh shoulder <laughs> season 
and uh, it's still a bit there's still a bit of snow up in the mountains but the lower trails have opened and i managed to get myself in about 40 kilometers of of good mountain biking and i posted a, a picture of my, my 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 bicycle with the mountains as a backdrop and daniel got jealous but that's a that's the that's the story with that so then with, with, with that said the season for racing as well road races and, and you guys put on a ton of events that's that's all that's not going to happen this year most likely then yeah that business is actually tragic yeah and uh and again you know i've been trying to find the perpetrator to blame but really it's as we all know it's a virus that can't be um that can't you know it's not politics it's not it's 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 just what it is so we you know we had an event i flew home just before spring break we flew home early because we put on a shamrock race uh, actually um that was uh whatever may 15th this year or march 15th this year and we flew home and the first case of of covid 19 was as we were sitting at the bib pickup the final bib pickup before the event on the thursday and i just you just sensed it just you know and everybody was talking I and mean, it's amazing how early on things were changing hour to hour you guys saw this too right like you know one policy would get scrapped and another one would be enacted in like hours that's right and i was just wondering more so because you know alaska does have a low number thankfully compared to you know some of the cities in in the northeast where you know where kev is he's in the hot spot there 321 total cases and nine total deaths since that that first case so Anchorage is, I mean, Alaska is doing okay, but it is a small population. So per capita, I don't know what that looks like in terms of, of, of the rest of the country, but I know it is in the lowest, lowest few uh, states to deal with the problem. Yeah, oddly. Uh, so we have a, uh, we have a very conservative ma- uh, governor and we have a very, uh, or a liberalish uh, mayor and they were, they've both been on exactly the same page and we shut down I think we were one of the first places to issue hunker down or stay at home. We call it hunker down, and I don't know. I've never heard anybody else say that. It seems like a podunk term. But yeah, we say that in New England. It's okay. Hunker down. Okay, okay, okay. So we've been on hunker down, uh, and, and we're amongst the earliest to adopt it. You know, we only had nine cases when we went on hunker down, I think. And, you know, the big thing about Alaska is everybody was traveling that week because of our spring break. And so the idea was that everybody was going to go to all these areas and bring it all back. And uh, despite, you know, if you came back after like, say uh, March 20th or something, you had to go on, you know, 14 days, mandatory quarantine, couldn't leave your house. Uh, So, you know, as difficult as that's been for our, for our business, it's actually, you know, I think we should be thankful now, as you sit here and talk about 320 cases, uh, you know, we could be far worse. I will say Alaskans are very like good naturally at socially distancing. Yeah. There's a lot of space up <laughs> yeah. there. A lot of space <laughs> to socially distance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the, your, your, your staff though, you, you have had to furlough some staff, correct? Uh, we have, uh, yeah, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We just, it's the terminology has been interesting because, if I talked about layoff or furloughs, it was like, oh, but I still want to work here. And and so it was very much like uh, I had to force them to all. I just said, hey, regardless if you're underemployed, 
I don't know about your um, unemployment system, but ours allows underemployment to be uh, so. So I, we, uh, I just asked all of our staff to apply for unemployment, regardless of if they were going to still work a little or, but yeah, we're, we are, yeah, we have 10% of the available work that we had. But there's a lot of loyalty there and, and people are willing to work for free, like you said, and they're, they're going to stay loyal to, to Skinny Raven. Yeah, these are the greatest people on earth, man. I mean, separate of yourselves, but these people, uh, you know, our business is doing what it's doing today, not because of the guy sitting here, but because of the of the interest and the commitment and uh, creativity of the employees that we have working with us. Literally, they're they're they are. Uh, I may I may give some direction or I may participate in the conversation, but but it is very open dialogue about what we should be doing. And we're talking about that now as in a reopening strategy because, uh, because that's now on the horizon. I had a phone call with the mayor's wife last week, uh, Friday, and just talking about a, a, a way to safely reopen retail. And what's that looking like for, for Anchorage? Have I they... think it's looking, it's looking like, uh, you know, appointment based four to five people. They just had a press conference when I was on the now well, while I'm on the phone with you, gents. But um, so I don't know specifically what was announced today. But it, it definitely gets uh, I, de I get the feeling that we're moving the direction of people being able to walk in the store. That's awesome and very very positive. I hope so. Yeah, Daniel, I sense the same thing. I mean, from the <clears throat> you know we spoke to Chris Harden. Was it exactly a week ago, Keith, or maybe less? Yeah, something like that. I think a week ago. But the difference a week makes, Daniel, I think we talked about a little bit off air before we got online, and I think we're starting to see that glimmer of hope on the horizon on reopening and really engaging with the communities when the time's right. So, you know, we're like you. we got a lot of great people that are furloughed right now, whether it's your account manager, Susie Rivard, or Derek, your trackster. And, you know, I want to say apologies for having to listen to George Von Solis right now, but he is a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. Hopefully he's taking care of you in the interim, but uh, – I know we're eager to get to that future state sooner than later when it's right and safe for everybody. So, yeah, I, I, no, go, go ahead, Dan, go, go ahead, Dan. I was just merely going to say that you know it's interesting because we're not all pushing back because we just need to make money, right? We're trying to get back to our purpose. We're trying to get back to our um, to our uh, you know to just for me, it's be the spark plug is people. Like if I if I can't be around people, I'm I'm virtually worthless. I mean, one might argue that I'm worthless with people, but but if I can't be around people, like you know, my energy stick is, uh, you know, is is not very full. So it, it's interesting to see these people and the, even the desire from our own staff, and I'm sure yours to to want to get back to it. But they're not looking to just get back to make money and to you know they want to you know they want to uh, they want that joy to return to their life. As you, and, that purpose and pivoting, Amen. like pivoting to to what the future will look like, I, and I think you you struck something you struck on something there that's very important. You do realize that it it's not about money. Money's good, and people obviously want good salaries and they want bonuses and everything else. But the truth of the matter is, people want to want to be around other people and feel like they're doing something every day. I mean, I'm I'm happy to be to be still employed. But I'm still struggling with the fact that I haven't left Park City in <laughs> since the Olympic trials. Oh no, since we since we had, had a little meeting in Boston after the Olympic trials, which was the beginning of March. This yeah. is this is the longest period I've been in one place for I don't know, maybe ten years. 
and it's starting to kind of feel it's starting to get tough and it's nothing to do with with wanting to get back to 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 making more money or anything like that it's just i want to start seeing people i want to see you i want to see i want to see my friends and i want to see people coming into running shops and i want to go to running events so i think i think it will reframe how people approach life coming coming off this period especially knowing that it could be another three weeks or four weeks of this hopefully yeah tremendous i'm tremendously uh uh, hopeful about the state of running coming out of this. Uh, I mean, people, I, <laughs> I mean, just cruise to the local trailhead. People that have not run or even thought about running or walking in years are out there just, you know, giving it a go. Absolutely. And that, that we, we talked about this with, with Hartner last week coming off the, the 2008 recession. Running was one of the first things to bounce back, low barrier to entry, uh, you know, you need you need a pair of shoes, a pair of shorts, and a, and a, a half zip, and you're good to go, right? Or if it's the middle of summer, you don't wear a top. My the apparel people won't like, want want to hear that, but that's what yeah. that's what people do. <laughs> and you know, other other you know, cycling and 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 golf and 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 some of the the sports that have a lot of equipment and a lot of cost in, involved may 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 take a little bit longer to rebound. But running's the first thing, and I'm seeing it here. I'm sure it's happening in Boston. I'm sure it's happening everywhere. Today is the day that the Boston Marathon should have been happening. Yep. And it, it, it's it's just funny to see my Strava feed this morning with the amount of people that were out running in solidarity with the fact that the Boston Marathon was supposed to be t- today. So there's a, there's a huge appetite for people to get back out there. So Sunday, and you could see it if you just follow any of our social media, uh, but Sunday, or Saturday, I'm sorry, one of our employees had qualified for Boston and she was turning 26. And so she came up with this idea that she was going to run, she was going to recreate it uh, on Saturday. So uh, we, Saturday, 10 a.m., she started, and we met her out on the course like three or four times thinking we might be, you know, alone in these spots or whatever. And it was this, you know, socially distanced pack that was uh, that was nearly everywhere with signs and cheering and champagne at the finish. And uh, it was... Uh, it was a, it was a really uh, special thing for the team because we haven't been connected uh, in one place or, uh, you know, we've done the Zoom meeting or whatever. But uh, oh, sorry, um, but everybody, you could just see how desperate people are for human connection. I mean, whoo! Uh, it's interesting, Daniel. Today, and key to your point, the day of the Boston Marathon, I actually had up next to the screen that we're talking on. The Stra- Strava feed, because I got to give a shout out to my man, Pete Crawford, who's our account manager in uh, Kentucky, who qualified for Boston, didn't get a chance to come and run, but mapped out a marathon course in Lexington today. And his daughters, I gotta sh- I'll, sh- I'll text you the picture, Daniel, because his daughters drew in chalk by his house a finish line to replicate Boston. And Pete Crawford PR'd his marathon by over four and a half minutes by running a 308. So a big shout Alone. out to Pete. Alone. Alone. Solo, yep. Alone, but you know what? They're running with the inspiration of his, his you know, beautiful wife and daughters who are cheering him on at the finish. But the resilience of the running community and the boom that we're seeing right now, it's inspiring. And I think those times we get together, we're going to take a little less for granted and eager to get together. I know one of the last running clubs I ever did was up in Alaska, up at Skinny Raven, where I bumped into Corey McGee's sister, Keith. I think you heard about that. I did, yes. 
unbelievable new balance athlete Corey's sister is was up there running at, at the pub run with uh skinny raven and mm-hmm. i can't wait to get back up there daniel and i'd like to think a year from today when boston's back on track maybe we host you in boston to celebrate the meaning of today patriots day which is one of the most epic running days in the calendar year agreed i do think of uh is it the bear tooth theater <laughs> yes it is yes. yes it is you know i had I haven't been there wearing a New Balance shirt. My it was my previous job that brought me up there, but I definitely have to get back, uh, back to the Bear Tooth Theater. You know, yeah, give, give I them mean, a little I bit of business. Only, I can only remember you at New Balance. I feel like it was all JC. You must be mis- you must be misremembering your past. Uh, I think JC kept Keith on a private tour of Anchorage. I was stuck in my hotel room. That might be a. <laughs> podcast for another time keith right it I was great on tour jc yeah. took me to wazilla the home of uh, sarah palin wasilla yes. yes not much happening there That's but awesome. it was great to see <laughs> that town believes uh, wholeheartedly in the strip mall yeah well i i was in four places. miles it's four miles of strip mall because god forbid yeah. anybody be <laughs> one street off the main drag i love it there you go i love it too well, Dan, so the future's looking bright. You're optimistic. Running's going to uh, come back. Of all the things you've done, and, and you know, a lot of the listeners of this will be other retailers who are going through the same struggles you are. You know, what, of all the things you've done, what, what do you feel like has been the, the best way you've connected with your community? Or what, is there anything you've, any nuggets that you could impart on the listeners who are struggling themselves with their businesses right now? You you add you you ask a a very relevant and uh, easy to answer question that seems a uh, a little more challenging to answer. However, uh, I would say I am finding every connection point as an opportunity to uh, to talk to our customer. If it's just getting cc'd on the ecom emails, I'm sending out a reply personally from myself. I'm reaching out to any of my uh, to 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 anybody that will listen in our community, uh, uh, you know, on the phone. If it's uh, it's just the little things that have um, that I've really tried to um, to enjoy. I don't know how much that's helping my business, but it's uh, but it's really helped me to get through this. I bet you your customers appreciate it more than any other time, though, and that's that's what we're hearing when when you take the time to reach out to a customer during this period or to do something that seems above and beyond, but it might be, it might be as, as much as literally write, writing one line in an email or responding to a, to a social media post. It, it's it's going to go a long way. Well, you know, buying shoes online is tremendously inconvenient. Uh, and we've learned that uh, through this, this journey. So it made me just appreciate those people that are doing this so much more, Right. You know, uh, they're taking a shot in the dark with the idea that, uh, you know, that they may be stuck with the shoes for three weeks till they get another pair that works or uh, so. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been tremendously eye opening just the way taking for granted the way we did business before. And I actually uh, am so excited to have appointment based uh, fittings to have, you know, we're looking at that. And I got the the inspiration was was from Chris, actually. But uh treating it a little bit more like a restaurant where you had to, you know, where, you, you know, we may skinny Raven may be on open table soon, you know? So yeah. it's, 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 
getting to spend that defined amount of time with somebody maybe without the distraction or trying to hit hit that third or fourth person at the same time. And who knows how long we move through that phase, but boy, it's going to be pretty cool to know that we get to sit with that person and do all the things we talk about doing, you know, one-on-one, you know, uh, and take them through the full journey of a run specialty store. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, Dan. And, and I've no doubt, and plug, being so plugged into the community and you're in the two shops, it's going to mean, you know, you're going to bounce back quicker than most. Uh, you know, I really, really, uh, I'm hopeful, man. I'm hopeful. And tell me, Dan, how are you doing then yourself outside of of, uh, of work? Are you, are you you're get, getting on Zwift, I see. You're keeping... I did one time. I did one time on Zwift. Uh, I, I have... Was today a second time? I wasn't there. That was just a screenshot. From the from the last time? No, from you and JC and uh, and Chris Ryan. Oh, okay. Sorry. So uh, it was. <laughs> if you didn't notice, that was my lead out train. <laughs> uh, so I did Zwift once. Uh, what I uh, honestly, I uh, I love to to get out and take long walks. Um, so you know. I, I typically run like two days a week, three days a week, maybe for 5k lately. That's kind of been my habit just to take the dogs. And now I'm running five miles a day. I'm running four times a week. I'm, you know, so it's, it's, it's been good for me to return to, uh, you know, sort of to return to something I found so much joy in when I was younger. Any goals for the future, near future? Uh, lose, you know, 10 to 15 pounds. You know, uh, for those listening, Dan was on our Race Across America team. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why we, we kicked off this with, with both Chris and Dan is the comfort I have with them having spent a week in a van, half naked, wearing uh, cycling clothes that were not the cleanest. Uh, for That's a podcast series in and of itself right there. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, well, it is. You... Many stories. Uh, after east of like West Virginia, boy, things just didn't dry out anymore. No, things stopped. No, things stopped functioning <laughs> in, across the board. But uh, I just, you I, know, I think about, <laughs> I think about that. I think about how I was sitting in the back of that van between my, you know, ten mile shifts every two hours, and I would be back there eating as if I was riding across America by myself. Don was the only person to put on weight during the round, yeah. perhaps. And then you, and then you. Uh, Kel had the hardest time with those seatbelt uh, buckles. That was really, really killing you. It was, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, lots of stories, but I should, I should point out that you know we, we want to get many, many customers on this, and we've reached out to a few customers, and they're going to do it, and some others are not super comfortable talking about uh, things during COVID right now, uh, which is understandable. You know, they've struggled with losing some staff, and they might feel a, a tremendous sense of guilt that they've had to lay people off and so on. But I think uh, the fact that we have spent uh, six days, six, almost seven days in a van uh, in dirty chamois and sweaty clothes can, and so on. You, you owe me to, you owe me a podcast. Can I, can I speak to you about this um, as somebody that avoided uh, his entire life? It's the reason why you didn't even know I worked at Skinny Raven because I avoided any social situations, which were dealer events, which were, uh, which would have been podcasts, which would have been anything. I avoided it uh, because I didn't really feel like I had anything to offer, uh, and insecurity would always get the better of me. Uh, but these are the things, like today, having this on my schedule, 
as awkward as it'll sound and I'll criticize my ums and my ands and my, you know, lack of good jokes, uh, I will say this was the hope I needed for Monday. This was what will get me, uh, give me that little bit to move through this week as I listen to it over and over. That, that's good. That would boost the listenership. That would boost the numbers. Absolutely. Well, thank you for getting outside of your comfort zone. I am toasting you my last little sip of the 90-day IPA, Daniel, but uh, cannot thank you enough for joining us today. Yeah, Dan, I, I hope to uh, to see you in real life very, very soon. Uh, we're, we're, like Kev said earlier on, we're very, we're very proud to be uh, friends and associated with uh, Skinny Raven. You guys are outstanding. The store is fantastic. The community is fantastic. What you guys do is fantastic. And your staff, JC, yourself, your brother who uh, drove us across the country, <laughs> legend. I'm who I miss a lot. Uh, it goes to show that this this channel has a has a lot more than just business and commerce. We're we're friends, and the, another big takeaway from this COVID experience has been our reaching out. Is obviously there's a business component because we do work for New Balance, but m more than that, it's to see how our friends are doing, and you know I think well that's said. really important. And, and and you're one of the best, so thanks for we, taking we the time. Lucky. We are we are lucky to live in this space for sure. Yes, we are right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dan, we will uh, catch up with you soon. We will obviously be checking in uh, as friends, as, as normal. But thanks for sharing what's going on up at Skinny Raven. Hopefully, uh, it's just more positive feedback for people to know that they're not on their own in this experience. And it's very easy to think that you're, you're by yourself if you've got a store somewhere and, and, and stuff's not working. But it's hard for everybody. And these like you you guys are the main guy in town but you still have to work you still have to hustle and you still have to rely on your community and your friendships to make sure that business is uh is still ticking along and hopefully it'll be back to back to normal soon i think i think also to remember that that uh that success has many different faces so uh we're not focusing on top line revenue growth right now uh so so we are we uh you know we're focusing on expanding our reach or we're, we're we're focusing on building out a small area of our business that might be there permanently and could be uh, a, a buoy in the future so yeah just just love yourself a little bit man like don't like don't be so hard just keep you know just keep making making little gains and and things will be all right Kay Adams is making lots of little gains right now by getting back into the training cycle. And uh, yeah. he's hopefully going to be doing some marathons if they happen in the fall. Yes, well, hopefully Coach Keith Kelly no, no, puts no. a good schedule together. But most importantly, stay safe and healthy, Daniel, for sure. Sorry. Three, three in a row. Three in a row. Oh, that's, yes, that's you, you did hear that. That's the that, rumor, yeah. We don't know if they'll happen, but if they happen, he will be on the start line. It's he'll good be, to be ambitious. He'll be very lean. Listen, cats. I, I just want to say uh, I love and appreciate you. I appreciate that uh, that you guys took the time to do this, and that you are giving uh, those of us who may feel uh, alone and out on our own uh, some hope and uh, and some connection during this very difficult moment. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Stay healthy. Much love to you and everybody at Skinny Raven. Much Thanks, love, cats. Yes, that was Dan Greenhall. Love that guy. Very easy to talk to, very easy to listen to. Always offers some great perspective. Skinny Raven, awesome shop. Ever find yourself up in Anchorage? 
of course, it's a must visit right in the centre of town. It's an institution. And we're very, very happy that Dan took the time out to talk to us. So next week, we'll be back. We're going to have a very, very special guest. All of these guests are very special. But we will be talking to Stephanie Blosey from Fleet Feet Hartford in Connecticut, right next to New York City, two hours north, and New York being the epicenter. And north of New York, Nassau County on Long Island, and New Rochelle being ground zero, really, in some cases for New York's uh, issues. So I'm really, really intrigued to find out how Steph is navigating these waters with Fleet Feet Hartford. She's very involved in her community up there, and I'm sure the community is supporting her. But in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, keep active, keep exercising. Exercise it with a social distance. Only exercise with someone that you're living with currently, and keep those hands clean, no touching of the face, and stay positive and optimistic that the future is going to be bright for running specialty and for running as a sport. And when all of this is over, people are going to be healthier than ever before, including myself and Kevin Adams here on Unbalanced. Until the next time, much love.